Hey, good morning, friends. Skip here. 8.13 a.m. Monday, August 28th. Open a door, let some light in. Hope all things are well with you in your life. Uh, Busy day in front of me. So uh, let's get to our topic. Today is the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington and Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech. And, you know, I promise you this podcast will never get political, uh, but we're always going to be spiritual. And Dr. King, uh, although not a perfect human, because we're never talking about perfection. Oh, the cat one's downstairs. Let me let my cat downstairs. There you go, kitty. Although we're never talking about perfection when we talk about being human, uh, I believe that some of what he said was transcendent, and that speech that we celebrate today was a transcendent moment. And I want to talk about why. I want to talk about maybe those moments when we break through the false reality that we've created, and we experience something that resonates deeply with us because on some deep level we know it's about love, it's about truth. Also, it's also difficult (laughs) Uh, because the truth is so foreign to what we've been taught. So, you know, just in reference to that speech and and even his writings, uh, you know, I have read a lot of Martin Luther King and although, I, you know, in everything I've read, he doesn't speak like we do in Finding Meaning, you know. He doesn't name that there's a false reality. He does in some way name that the way we are being human is false. And that, you know, not just the oppressed need to be freed, but the oppressor needs to be freed from their learned behavior of hatred, of, of awfulness, you know, of violence, of, of judgmentalness. And I think that notion alone points to an understanding of, of the same things that, you know, Jesus talked about, Buddha talked about, Gandhi talked about, uh, Dorothy Day, uh, Mother Teresa, the the mystics from the Middle Ages, the Buddhist mystics, the Zen masters. In some way or another, there's one continuous truth. Uh, and that is, hopefully it runs through finding meaning too, but that truth is you know, that we, there is, a, there is a different way to be human that does not have to consist of hate. It does not have to consist of judgment of ourselves or others, or at least the judgment of our worth. Uh, That there's a more loving, more gentle, more uh, gracious way in which we can exist. And And when King says in the I Have a Dream speech that, you know, there should come a day when it doesn't matter what color anyone is. What really matters is the content of who they are, their, their character, their, their intention. He is speaking about 
that sort of transcendent understanding of what it means to be human. So anything I say is not new. It's all, you know, hopefully built on the shoulders of giants like him. Uh, and, and I do believe, my friends, that there's one core truth to spirituality, and it has really nothing to do with, you know, hierarchical institutions. It has nothing to do with, it really has very little to do with your concept of God or gods or no God or whatever. It has everything to do with who you are, who you're being. And again, I want to bring us back to that idea. I'm not talking about perfection. Uh, you know, <laughs> I have met people who have lived 50, 60, 70, 80 years of life, not made any mistakes, towed the company line, so to speak, lived a, and I'm using air quotes, so-called moral life, and they have not spiritually grown at all. Because the mistakes are a part of the growth. The, the being human is a part of how we discover how to be human. So I'm not talking about perfection. I'm talking about a way in which we can hold on to the reality that I think we have all experienced in some way that reminds us that there's a more refined, more clear more understanding way of being a human being. And if you've ever watched that, I have a dream speech. You know, there that, so many of those topics, so many of those points in that speech resonate deeply. And, and when that resonation happens, you know, when, when you identify with something, uh, we, we need to be careful uh, because, you know, racists identify with racial... Uh, racially motivated hate, you have to really listen deeply to your intuition and realize that, that what is resonating with you, if you can really listen through your intuition, is really a, a truth and a truth, the truth of love. So when Dr. King will say, you know, a little white, Boys and white and black boys, white girls, white black girls play together. You know that I'm paraphrasing awkwardly. Uh, you know, when these children play together, that should deeply resonate with you because that's the way it should be. That's the way it's intended to be. That speech is about what is intended for us. And the only way I think he could have given that speech is if he could realize that that is really what the universe intends for us, is to coexist, cohabitate, love each other, build each other up. The night before he shot in Memphis, he gives a speech where he says he's been to the mountaintop. And for me, anyway, the way I hear that is he has seen what is possible for we humans. Dr. King saw what is possible, and he, he says that in that speech the night before his assassination. He's been to the mountaintop. He sees what the truth can be. He sees what, he would use the word God, I'll use the word universe, intends for us. 
it is my life's goal, my life's work to further that in my own personal life, in the life of my family, in the life of the people around me and of the world, the kids I teach at school, I'm a substitute teacher. Uh, it, this is my, my goal and my intent to just remind people that there is, a, there is a way of being human that is more gracious, more loving, more considerate. But the reality that we've created, folks, the, the reality that, that really ultimately caused Dr. King to die, to be executed, to be murdered on that balcony in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, that's, that's the matrix. That's the false reality. And I'm always cautious of oversimplifying this stuff, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really simplify it, right? Love is what we should be. Hate is what we usually practice in this world, generally speaking. We live in a world that we have set up where we can only identify who we truly are by judging others economically, institutionally, religiously. As a matter of fact, I would even go as far as to say the institutions that we set up are primarily meant so we feel entitled to judge other people. And that judgment of other people, we believe, gives us our identity. I'm not that religion. I'm not that economic status. I'm not that. It's that same mindset, my friends, that that assassinated Jesus, that assassinated Dr. King, uh, and so many others who claimed a better way of being human, a more loving way of being human. And, you know, on this anniversary of, of the I Have a Dream speech, the March on Washington, I just wanted to stop and... and and try to just name that for, for me and for you. That when you see hatred, when you see a refusal to listen, when you see people refuse to understand that diversity and cooperation, when people refuse to see those basic things as true, as as a part of what it really means to be human, you are seeing clearly, clearly the false reality at work. When you see institutions judge other people, be they political, be they religious, be they economic, you see (laughs) the false reality at work. When you see love, when you see kindness, when you feel it, when you, when you experience someone being kind to you, that's who, really, truly who we are. Now, you may be saying, well, Skip, you're just talking about being a decent person. Right, I am talking about being a decent person. However, just being a nice person within the context of a mean world hasn't really gotten us anywhere, has it? 
I am talking about becoming my friends, becoming love, becoming kindness, having it be such an imbued part of who you are that it is transformational and it really can change the world. And you may be saying, oh, well, people have tried that. I think what people have tried, and I want to say this, maybe I'll end here. I think what people have tried is to improve the matrix, to improve the false reality. We have to stop trying to improve the false reality as our goal. It's good to improve it. Feed people, you know, seek justice. But that's not what's going to really change things. That puts a much-needed Band-Aid on, on the world we live in. But we don't need a Band-Aid always. We need people who are willing to step outside and, and name that the way we have lived as, as a race, as, as a human race, the way we are expressing our humanity is off the mark. Uh, which, by the way, uh, missing the mark is the Greek definition of sin. We have missed the mark of what it means to be human. I don't like to use the word sin because there's so many connotations around it, but we have that Greek notion of missing sort of the goal is, is right on. So let me, let me close with a synopsis here. Jealousy. Shame, guilt, hatred, poverty, racism, sexism, all products of the false reality and thus the false self of each individual. Love, kindness, generosity, graciousness, acceptance, willingness to listen, empathy are all part of what it means to be really human. There you have it. Have a great day. And I will talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.